If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Lyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do. I am wondering, Colleen, if money motivates you. <laughs> <laughs> From Catholic school teacher to Catholic school teacher. Are we all here for the money, for the really uh, swanky teacher's lounge we're all sitting in right now? That is so funny. Any any career decision I ever made was never motivated by money. I have to be honest about that. And I also volunteer for like four other nonprofits and do like jobs for, for other nonprofits. So for... For free. <laughs> I sold I sold my car in order to take the Catholic teacher job because the public school uh, job paid me better. <laughs> so I had to sell the car to take the Catholic okay, teacher so job. Okay, so for us, Jill, yeah, I mean, I would say we're probably not highly motivated by money kind of people. Okay, so. but the gamification. Like money, though, so let's so, talk okay. about money and gamification uh-huh. for classroom purposes. Because we see kids do this, okay. uh, or adults do this all the time when they're playing games and they're motivated by like gaining points and buying things out of social media type games. So this idea um, comes from, or this concept comes from St. Teresa of Avila Catholic Micro School. And Mr. Alfaro has instituted something called Panther Bucks. They are the Panthers. And (laughs) this is a currency in his classroom. Many Catholic school classrooms have this concept where students earn dollars that are somehow named for the mascot or the teacher or the classroom or the grade level, three, you know, third grade dollars, whatever it is, some sort of currency in their classroom. And then uh, you use your Panther bucks to purchase things that you'd like to out of a little school store, little uh, trinkety things. So uh, there, this has been going on until the beginning of time. I could tell you which of my teachers did this when I was a student. I can't remember if I loved it or hated it as a student. I remember existing. I remember having experiences as a student in these moments. And I don't know every detail of Mr. Alfaro's um, classroom here, but I'm wondering, Colleen, I don't know, best practices of this or why, mm. where do you think the possibilities are? Because kids are motivated by this or else people would not be gaining millions of dollars off this concept through 
like apps, games and apps on people's cell phones. They're doing this Mm -hmm. all the time. You're gaining money. You're buying things out of pretend stores. Like this is going on all the time. So it must work from a psychological point of view. This is uh, this is a tough topic because really at the root of this, we're trying to figure out what motivates students, right? Yeah, we are. And student motivation is that's a really tough nut to crack. Mm-hmm. And when we do try to motivate students with these external reward kinds of things, then is it is it genuine? So the things that they're doing to earn them then are those things genuine? Are we reinforcing good behaviors or are we teaching them just to chase the end game? Because that those are not the types of people that we are trying to form in Catholic schools. So let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, but let's start with that. So what are some good things? And the only, um, the only thing that I can think of, um, like, I don't ever remember this, and I'm sure some teacher in my life did this, but I clearly was not motivated by it because I don't remember it. And I didn't work hard to get the books, you know, (laughs) but, um, one of my children who it was his violin teacher who every week when he would go to his violin lesson, she wanted to see how many minutes he had practiced. I always had to sign off on his practice log for how long he had practiced and he would earn rewards for his practice time, which as we know, with a musical instrument, practice time is what is going to make you better. So that always made sense to me. The practice, okay, that relates to what we're we're trying to grow. We're trying to become a better musician. So practice is important. Now, if you you had a student though who they were earning bucks for something that was not genuinely building up their strengths or wasn't related to the school-wide learning expectations or, you know, whatever, whatever the case might be. It could be a negative motivation. Well, so, okay. like, I don't believe in getting paid for grades, Jill. Like, there are certain things I don't think we should yeah. motivate with with money. And we're not all going to agree on this. The whole lounge is not going to agree on this topic, but it's it's a no, worthwhile no, no. conversation. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm also so I'm going to bring up a negative uh, one as well. Remember when Pizza Hut did the book it, and you would like get a star for every book you read, and it would be very publicly yeah. on the wall in the classroom, and you'd have your name lined yeah. up with a bunch of stars by how many re- now okay, now again. The beginning conversation there was probably, hey, we know the more you read, the better reader you're going to become. Like the goal here is you're going to read a bunch. But the public Mm -hmm. display of how many stars you had next to your name was pretty traumatic. And what's funny, so I don't know if you saw this news, Colleen, but recently American Girl Dolls, like the... The, I don't know, the American Girl that was coming out, this is how old I am, of like, it. they have the Pizza Hut certificate and like the Book It poster is part of the American Girl doll. I don't know if it was like a pretend Stop. meme or the real one. You can Google it right now. But um, one of my <laughs> friends recently sent it to me and said, well, we're this old now. We now have the American Girl doll from our childhood. But wow. I'm wondering, it's about, yeah, it's about do we motivate kids through this? And and maybe not do we, because plenty of classrooms do. I bet every Catholic school has at least a classroom that has something like this. So I'm more wondering, like, what are some of the best practices? Like, what are some things you could earn some points or pretend currency from that would be best? Okay, so I do know of a school who did the caught being good thing. So oh, if yeah. you're caught... Be you know, doing something nice for someone else. If you, you know, just out of the goodness of your heart, you helped someone carry their books down the hall. You picked up your friend's pencil that dropped it. You, you do something kind for someone, you, um, you know, whatever. 
something along those lines where it's not necessarily um, grade related, but it mm-hmm. is like, this is, this is human. This is formation. These are the kinds of people. I like that kind of motivation. Um, it's affirming somebody for, for just being a good human. And I wonder about, I had a, I'm, I'm coming back now to my ninth grade Spanish class. When I was a student, mm-hmm. we would earn like pesetas. Is that a currency? Maybe uh, in a Spanish speaking country. Don't ask me. I don't know. Um, but I remember earning pesetas. I don't, for, I don't yeah. for classroom, um, just for participation. So if you raise your hand and you spoke out loud in Spanish, you would earn one. So it was reinforcing awesome. our verbal, you know, I was scared to raise my hand and speak in Spanish. I, I regret that now. Yeah. I wish I had been. So clearly again, I wasn't motivated by the pesetas, <laughs> right. no. but, uh-uh. but those who were, um, were really gaining from raising their hand more often and speaking and putting themselves out on a limb as a ninth grader speaking Spanish. Okay. So other ways that we could see this. Okay. So that was in a high school classroom. It was. So we've, so we've, we've talked about elementary Mm -hmm. and okay. So (laughs) motivating um, a kindergartner, again, it's going to be a little bit different than motivating a high school student, right? So we try to take these ideas and see how they can fit in with different age groups and in different classrooms. And um, one of the hardest things to do in a preschool or kindergarten classroom is keep it clean. So how about the teacher wins and the students win when um, you clean up your space? How about that? That's a goal. Okay, so now that just triggered something in my head. One of the things that I do as a trainer on universal design for learning is I'm constantly helping teachers to figure out how they can get students age appropriately, whether it's preschool or all the way through high school, to set appropriate goals for themselves. And I think that maybe reward that is linked to the student's achievement of the student's goal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those are behavior goals. Sometimes they are organizational goals. Sometimes they are related to a grade or a project or something of that nature. But um, that's a good, that's a good thing. Connecting reward to goal setting, especially individualized goal setting. So it's not like everyone who got an A on the test today mm-hmm. gets a peseta. No, uh-uh. It's it's I set a nope. personal goal and I met it, so I got a reward. I think that's good. All right, that well, is correct. Yep. As usual, we ran out of time. Um, thank you, everyone, for your engagement on this topic for the energy boost. We love exploring ideas, uh, affirming your efforts, and working together to find best practices. Keep the suggestions coming in. Keep the topics and the questions coming in. Tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from you all, our fellow teachers. We will see you next time.